Health Matters is brought to you by DKSH. It's Health Matters. I'm Daniel Martin. Welcome aboard, everybody. Wrapping up our four-part series on breast cancer that has been happening every Thursday and on the weekends as well here on Health Matters. In the past few editions, we've talked about some of the big myths surrounding breast cancer. We've talked about the power of the regular mammogram as well and delved into the important aspects of dealing with the diagnosis of breast cancer. In today's edition, what happens post treatment. We're talking about recovery from breast cancer and also something that I know is top of mind for a lot of women who've recovered from breast cancer, how to make sure that recurrence doesn't happen. Joining me on today's edition, medical oncologist from Curie Oncology, Dr. Lynette Ngo is back on the program. Good to have you on again, Doc. Thanks for being here. Uh, hi, Daniel. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Let's talk a little bit about that recovery period. When a woman has gone through the treatment, has received the all clear, and that everything is, in her mind, hopefully going to be back to normal, what is usually happening, medically speaking, in that first year of recovery? Uh, well, generally, um, we would expect the uh, the lady to feel um, that the side effects of the treatment are slowly resolving. She would probably feel really happy and relieved that uh, her treatment has been completed. Um, her physical changes, uh, her hair would start to grow back, um, her, her, her face would look more radiant. So she would be really happy. But I think this is also probably a very challenging time for her because uh, it's often overlooked. Most people, when they are sick um, and when they're receiving treatment, they take on that sick role where um, friends and family members give them a lot of support. They help them. But um, once they finish their treatment, everybody expects them to get back to the usual um, activities as soon as possible. And that's when reality hits and they realize that it's not as easy as it appears. It's almost like suddenly you're on your own in a way. Yep, that's right. And, and they're also expected to get back to their usual activities. So suddenly, um, the, the role of being a mother, of being a worker, employee, and getting back to work um, occurs all at the same time. And that's when they have to juggle still the residual side effects of their treatment. Some of them need ongoing oral medication for treatment as well. So that becomes um, a source of stress and pressure for them, I think. So that's the thing. Let's bear in mind, you might still be on medications yeah, in this one year after. Yes, that's right. Ah, How long does it take before, quote-unquote, we feel back to normal? Well, I I would say for the more... um, the more aggressive treatments like chemotherapy and radiotherapy, usually it takes about six months to one year to feel back to normal. But if they are on ongoing oral medications, then that can be long-lasting as well for years. Really? So that's the yeah. thing, right? I mean, you're never 100%, uh, but, but it really, you're going to slowly and surely feel better. Uh, yes, that's right. But the thing that's going to weigh on top of mind for a lot of women, I think, is the worry about it coming 
back. So many women may try to change their lifestyles, change their diet, take on new activities and habits and hobbies, that kind of thing. I'd love to get your insight. When women try and do this, in your experience, could this be helpful in terms of preventing recurrence? Uh, yes, it usually is. They, they, um, well, breast cancer, in a way, is one of those cancers that are often linked to lifestyle, um, poor dietary habits, uh, poor um, sedentary lifestyles, and so on. So if they make a change for the better, that would definitely help and reduce their risk of recurrence. But in a way, it's also a two-edged sword because if they uh, go overboard with it, it becomes a source of stress as well as um, sometimes all these um, uh, dietary restrictions may impose too much of a stress and pressure on, on the lady with, without any benefits for her. And you've seen this play out as well, like uh, uh, suddenly women feel like, okay, I have to be very active, fit, active, vegetarian diet, uh, uh, go on exercise a lot. And then like, it's that pressure of keeping it up, keeping up appearances, that can be challenging, huh? Yes, exactly, yes. So let's talk about what happens when somebody does fall off the horse, which does happen. And you know, this happens for a lot of health. I've heard about cardiovascular patients and heart patients, first year after heart attack, wow, all eating vegetarian diet, reducing meat intake, all very heart healthy. And then by year two, by year three, like, you know, things go back to normal and old habits creep back in as well. And there's this notion that you start feeling bad about it. How have you spoken to some of your patients about this when it does happen? Yeah, exactly right. So one of the, the tricky parts about breast cancer is that sometimes recurrences can occur uh, 10 years down the road or even 15 years down the road. And often when they start, um, say, chemotherapy or, or um, a more um, aggressive kind of treatment, um, they are very, very, very careful with their diet and their physical exercise and so on. But once two or three years pass, then they, they fall back to their old habits and then they forget all about it. But So I tell patients that it's not so important to make that big change that that um, you know a total turnaround but it's more important that they maintain a diet that is sustainable that they can continue it for years and years after that because it's more the long-term um, um, lifestyle changes that are more important that's the, the real long-term goals are more important right than the short that's term right. yeah exactly I see okay so what kinds of of changes need to be made. We'll talk a little bit more about that in the next segment. Diets, lifestyle, not going overboard, all of that we'll talk more about with Dr. Ngo just ahead. But let's just bear in mind, bringing up another point that you mentioned earlier on, you might still be on medication and I wonder whether you might still be going through some kind of medical monitoring. What is the typical routine for somebody who's recovered, who's gone through the treatment successfully? What kind of medical monitoring is happening for the next, what, one, two, three, four years? Um, so when uh, they have completed their, uh, the, the, the main primary treatment, be it surgery or chemotherapy or radiotherapy, um, they would usually need to visit the doctors for medical checkup once every three months for the first two years and then once every six months for the next three years. And then from year five onwards, they, they would see their doctor once a year. Uh, during that time, the doctor would usually check to make sure that they, there is no sign of recurrence. They would may do blood tests and they would usually do six monthly to once a year scans, either whole body scan or a breast scan. And how 
challenging can that be? It's always, I guess, emotionally challenging. They're worried about something turning up. But generally, these are important tests and, and scans that we're taking on a regular basis, yeah? Yeah, that's right. So it is a source of stress. A lot of them tell me it feels like taking an exam where they go and they are given the all clear and then they, they feel so much better after that. But that, that period leading up to it is always something very stressful, I think. Dr. Ngo, let's talk a little bit more about those healthy habits that are, you know, the long-run changes that could actually help. Is there any evidence to show that, for example, I don't know, switching to a more suitable diet or lifestyle or big lifestyle changes can help reduce the risk of recurrence once again? Uh, yes. So some of the breast cancers, not all, are, are associated with a, um, a high-fat, high-cholesterol diet. So oftentimes we tell patients to uh, reduce the fat, uh, reduce cholesterol, high-cholesterol foods. And physical exercise is also a very important component. It's been one of the very few uh, um, um, the, the very few things that we can do to actually prevent or reduce the risk for breast cancer. Um, of course, uh, not smoking, even reducing alcohol intake has also been shown to reduce that risk of breast cancer. But sometimes, not all the times, uh, it's related to lifestyle changes and, and diet. Sometimes we don't really know what the actual cause of, we, of cancer is. We sometimes have athletes who are very, very fit, who have a very healthy lifestyle, and yet they still develop breast cancer. So it's not always because of the lifestyle. Sometimes it could be even a genetic or inherited genetic mutation uh, in which that person may have a very strong family history. So, yeah. That's the thing, right? So it's, it's, about, it's, it's about overall reducing of risk, but that risk will still remain. But it's always a good idea to consider putting into place, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, at least there's something that they can do on their end to try and reduce their risk. But here's my worry. In that period, my worry is when somebody goes overboard and then they start trying all the anti-cancer fat diets that they see and read about online. Uh, they, they, they start buying all the food that, that um, they're seeing about online, which could be helpful and beneficial, but costly as well. Like, you know, my worry is when somebody goes overboard and Dr. Google starts taking over. Yep, that's absolutely true. Um, uh, we sometimes see patients who lose a significant amount of weight because they totally eliminate carbohydrates from their diet because they're so fearful of cancer recurrence. Some of them go on, like, like what you mentioned, a total vegetarian diet, and that sometimes can result in a lot of vitamin and mineral salt deficiencies and cause them to be malnourished as well. So it may not always be good. I, th I think a balanced diet is, is more important. Yeah, absolutely. So I, have you like encountered that scenario where the, the, the people might be going overboard with a fat diet, drinking a lot of this juice or eating a lot of that supplement that they've bought online? And, and you know, could they also actually, I don't know, maybe interfere with the breast cancer recovery period and worries about that? Uh, yes, yes, certainly. Possibly it could. Um, there, there are even studies looking at um, all these antioxidants and all these high vitamin um, diets and it's been shown to be actually sometimes contradictory. Uh, sometimes it actually contradicts chemotherapy and it actually reduces the effectiveness of chemotherapy. Mm. So 
um, we tell patients try not to go overboard, but just to maintain a balanced, healthy diet. Yeah, indeed. And that's going to go the best long way. So don't get caught up in the fad diets. Don't get caught up in the big changes. It's all about a healthy lifestyle. Good changes. Work with your doctor. Are these the questions that you can ask your oncologist maybe and just maybe check in during those meetings and say, hey, I'm doing this. Hey, I'm doing that. What do you think, doctor? Yeah, I think that's very, very important. A lot of the times, um, they, I, I ask my patients to show me what supplements they're taking because uh-huh. a lot of the times they're so fearful of showing their doctors, they, they don't want to tell the doctors. So they take it on the side uh, silently without telling anybody. But it would be good so that we can actually know if there are actually um, supplements that are contraindicated and we should not take it together with the treatment. Dr. Ngo, let's talk about what else can be done besides diet which I think is the first thing that a lot of people go to first. They think it's all about that. And it is a good part of a healthy lifestyle, obviously. But what else can women do in that post-treatment period to overall lower their risk of recurrence of breast cancer? Because as we mentioned earlier on, it is probably a big top concern for many women. Mm, Yes. So um, ensuring that they do their regular screening, especially breast cancer screening, would be important. So usually, um, if they just completed the treatment, they would be given an appointment to see the doctor. Sometimes um, patients feel like they've completed their treatment, they're they're well again, and then they forget about seeing their doctor. So going on their regular clinic visits is important. Uh, Continuing their breast screening is important. And basically just being very vigilant about uh, any changes in their body. So we teach patients how to examine their breasts themselves not every day, but maybe once a month. And if they notice any changes in their breast shape or any new rash or any lumps that they feel, to bring it up to their doctors as soon as possible. Can that happen again? New lumps can emerge, is it? Oh, yes, certainly you can. So, yeah, just just being self-aware of of what's happening in their body would be very important. So let's talk about that. The recurrence risk for early breast cancer, or EBC, is that going to be high across the board in general when it comes to women who've gone through the treatment and the process already one time? Uh, not necessarily. The, the problem is that breast cancer is very heterogeneous, so it's not all the same disease. Um, some breast cancers uh, are, are more aggressive than others. It also depends on the stage of the breast cancer or the subtype of the breast cancer. So there are certain types of breast cancers that are a little bit more aggressive, like the triple negative breast cancers or the HER2 positive breast cancers. So these cancers, we want to be a little bit more vigilant and monitor them closer. So not all recurrence risks are very high. On top of that, some individuals do have an inherited uh, genetic mutation that they carry and that might increase their risk as well. So usually um, when they first see their oncologist, they would go through the the possible risks and um, what they can do to reduce that risk. And if they have gone through the recommended treatment and continued their monitoring, generally their risk would usually be aimed to reduce that risk as much as possible. And by aiming to reduce that risk, what does that mean? Does that mean medication screenings? Does that mean genetic testing? What's happening? Yeah, uh, all of the above. So those who have a high risk for a genetic mutation, we would encourage them to see our genetic counsellor and and perhaps uh, embark on genetic screening. Um, For those who have relatively higher risk of a breast cancer recurrence, we might want to scan them more frequently or do blood tests or monitor the tumour markers and so on. But at the end of the day, 
What are we talking about in terms of if it were to recur? Is it more challenging to deal with were it to occur again? Um, not necessarily. So early detection is always um, the goal for cure. So if we can find any recurrence early, it can possibly still be curable and be treated well. But uh, if we left it alone, then, then that's not so, it becomes more challenging to treat that way. Yeah, so the key once again, early detection. And that's why keeping up with your regular appointments, making those good lifestyle changes, being aware of the self-checks that need to happen, we could potentially, if it were to recur, we can pick it up early again. That's the message. Yeah, that's right. And and it is still treatable. It doesn't mean that, that that's the end of the world and mm. that nothing else can be done for it. Dr. Ngo, it's been an absolute blast. Thank you so much for all this very important information. My guest on the program, Dr. Lynette Ngo, medical oncologist out of Curie Oncology. Thank you for joining us for this entire series of breast cancer awareness right here on Health Matters on CNA 938. Health Matters is brought to you by DKSH. Before making any decisions based on the information in our program, please consult a medical professional.